God has a PR firm. L'olam bahem ta'avodu. Today is a shir that has been dedicated in memory of a yortzat. The yortzat is for Reb Asher ben Sender HaKohen. And the shir has been dedicated and sponsored by his family. That's Sharon Farber, Heather Mareski, Lauren Goldfein, Robin Hirsch, and Bernice Kaplan. Uh, Sharon is a, a regular listener to the Matmanim, a, a participant to tell me of the Matmanim. Uh, thank you, Sharon, for um, for supporting us, participating, uh, and for dedicating the shir to the memory of uh, of your father. And may it be a schut for his neshama. It's uh, nothing is is coincidental. In things occur for reasons, and it's. It's always interesting when one notices these coincidences and to realize that nothing is really coincidental. I happen to be recording this year from Raleigh in North Carolina in the United States. North Carolina was a slave state uh, in the 1860s before the time of, of the emancipation of the slaves. North Carolina had over 300,000 slaves, more than half the population of the state were slaves. And it's interesting that from here, I'm learning with you this sugya that I happen to have chosen, which is based on the posik in the Torah in Bahar, that if you own a non-Jewish slave, an Evet Kanani, a Canaanite slave, uh, he, he belongs, he's your property, and you can inherit him to your children. And then the Torah says, enslave him permanently, always keep him as a slave, employ him as a slave, never let him go free. Now, I'm not going into the, the ethics and morality of, of the Torah's intention here and what that is, although that's a very important and, and wonderful discussion. Um, just touching on that, we've got to also look beyond the, the mere technicality of the halakha, as we always do, and say there's a concept here too. And the concept is that if a person is an evid in his mentality or in her mentality, and an evid means somebody who wants to be taken care of rather than somebody who takes care of others, somebody who wants others to be responsible for him rather than him taking responsibility for others, uh, somebody who expects uh, believes that they have a right and an entitlement from the country, from the state, from the community, from their family. As somebody who doesn't ask what I can do for my country, but what my country can do for me. That's an evid. That's a person with an evid mentality. Somebody who has a victim mentality. It's never my fault. This has been done to me. Somebody who feels that life is done to them rather than that they are masters of their lives and masters of their choice. That's a person who in mentality, although not technically and not halakhically, in their mentality is a slave. And lo'olamt bahem ta'avodu implies don't put those people in positions of leadership and, and freedom. Those people need the structure. They need to be taken care of. They need to be told what to do. Don't put them in a position where other people are dependent on them uh, because they won't be in a position to lead. Leadership needs a, a freedom of thought. Leadership needs a sense of independence. Leadership needs a sense of ownership, not of being owned a sense of taking ownership, not of being owned. And therefore, if a person is that type of individual that is by nature very entitled and, and victim mentality, don't put them into situations of leadership. Use them as employees. Use them as servants. Tell them what to do. Provide them structure. Give them stability and security. Uh, and don't expect them uh, to make proactive decisions and to lead other people. So that's just a general conceptual idea. But what I want to focus on is not the posuk itself uh, as such, but the posuk in the contents, context of the Gomorrah that we have here on Daflam Chet, where we have the Gomorrah says, how is it possible that Rabbi Eliezer, uh, 
who owned a slave and once came to Shul and found that there were nine people in Shul, not ten. And so he freed his slave to make up the minion. Because when you free a slave, the slave becomes a full Jew. Until you free the slave, the slave is like a half a Jew. There are certain mitzvot. He keeps certain mitzvot. He doesn't keep, but the moment he gets his freedom, he becomes a full Jew. And Rabbi Yezer freed his slave so that he would become a full Jew and be able to count towards the minion. And the Gemara says, how could he have done that? It says, you're supposed to keep your slave employed. You're not supposed to free your slave. And again, not touching on, on the morality and the ethics of that and how we understand that in a modern context. But that, that's what the Torah says. So how could Rabbi Eliezer have freed his slave for, to make up a minion? And the Gemara answers uh, that that's a different situation because mitzvah shani. A mitzvah is a different situation. He was doing it for the purposes of a mitzvah. He wasn't doing it for his own purposes or for the slave's benefit. He was doing it for the purpose of a mitzvah, and that makes it very different. The same piece of Gomorrah appears in Brachot. We've often talked about the fact that you get parallel sugyot, pieces of Gomorrah that appear in different places in slightly different contexts, and often it's very valuable to compare the two and to see whether there are differences in the two sugyot. And here there is a difference, because the Gomorrah goes on to say, after saying, how could Rabbi Yezer have released him? Lidvar mitzvah shani. It's different when it's doing for a mitzvah. Ask the Gemara mitzvah ba'ba averhi. But why? If if he's doing it for a mitzvah, that means he's transgressing the Torah. The Torah said, "Don't let the slave free." He's letting the slave free to make up a minion. But then the minion is being created through an avera, through a transgression. That's not okay. That's not in order. How does that even work? Answers the Gemara there in Brachot mitzvah derabim shani. It's different if it's a mitzvah de rabim. So the Gemara in Brachot introduces a dimension which isn't here in the Gemara in, in Gittin. Gemara in Gittin just says a mitzvah shani. If you're doing it for the purpose of a mitzvah, it's different. But then in Brachot on Daf Memzayin, the Gemara goes further and says, but what kind of a mitzvah is this? If, if you had to transgress the Torah in order to do the mitzvah, what kind of a mitzvah it is? And the Gemara answers, mitzvah de rabim shani. It's different if it's a mitzvah de rabim. Um, asks the Ramban, and the, the Rashbor quotes it in, in our, the Rashbor on Gitin. How can this be? What mitzvah are we talking about? We're talking about the mitzvah of making up a minion. The mitzvah of making up a minion is not a mitzvah to a writer. That's not a mitzvah from the Torah. That's a dirabon, and it's very important, and, and we must daven with a minion, and we must make minyanim. That's very important. Understood. But that's not a reason to allow the transgression of a proper mitzvah or writer of something that is, that is stated clearly in the Torah to transgress that in order to fulfill the minion when the minion idea of a minion itself is a dirabonan. How can that be? That's the Ramban's famous question on this piece of Gomorrah. Um, in a sense, we've got an answer to that in, in, in the Rashi. Uh, the Rashi on Brachot, not the Rashi here, interestingly enough, where the Rashi says, Mitzvah Rabim. What is this idea of a Mitzvah Rabim? So listen to the Rashi carefully. Rashi says, Lotzi Rabim Yedei Chovatam Bikadusha, which means to enable the community to fulfill its obligation in saying Kedusha. And Kedusha doesn't just mean the Kedusha in the middle of the Shemaneh, so it's all the Dvarim Shibi Kedusha, all those things that can only be said in a minyan, Baruchu and Kaddish and Kedusha, and, and I guess Kriyata Torah would fit into that if it was a day where Kriyata Torah was being, was being read. So says Rashi, this is not about just doing a mitzvah. It's not just about the, the, the rabbin doing a mitzvah. So davening with a minya, yes, sure, as the Ramban says, that's a drabonah. But this is not about davening with a minya. This is about facilitating 
the davening in a minion for the community. It's doing something for the public. It's enabling, it's inspiring and creating the opportunity for the public, for the community to say a Davar Kedusha, to say the Kedusha. And that's something much bigger. But let's go further into that and say, so what is it that the community does that is so important um, th- that we're facilitating? And this idea of facilitating the Kedusha is something we see, for example, in the Minag that we have that a, an Avel davens before the Amud. An Avel leads the community in davening. Part of the reason is because the Shleach Tzibur, the Chazan who's leading the community, is inspiring the community to say the Kedusha, to say Baruch Hu, to say Amen. Uh, he's not just davening for himself, but he's playing a role of facilitation and inspiration. That's why it's important if a person is davening before the Omid, is davening as the chazan for the community, even if it's a regular day, weekday, is not to just mumble the davening or to drone on and on in the davening in a boring sort of way. That's not his role. His role is to stand up there like the conductor of an orchestra and to be inspirational and to bring energy into the davening and to uplift the davening and to uplift people and to call out to people uh, in, in, in such a way where it's Baruch Atah Hashem and then the community can say Baruch Hu Baruch Shemo and he can say my gain Avraham and the community can say Amen uh, and, and he can, can say in the Kadesh Shimcha Ba'olam let us praise Hashem and the whole community can answer Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh it's a calling and an answering it's, it's creating the environment in which there's dialogue, there's conversation with the, between the community and between Hashem all being orchestrated by the Shliach Tzibur who's leading it as the conductor of, of, of the event. And says Rashi, that Lotzi Rabim Yadei Chovatan B'Kedusha, enabling and facilitating the community to say the Kedusha, that's a very big thing. But what is it about the Kedusha that is so big? The Rosh says there also on, on Masechet Brachot, an amazing Rosh, where the Rosh says that the, the issue over here is um, that there are certain things that you can only do in a minion, correct? which is the second pasuk that I quoted at the top of the sources. I shall be sanctified amidst the Bnei Yisrael. From that, the uh, Rosh says, we, we learned, An amazing chidush, the Rosh says, you, Ramban, are concerned about how is it possible that a mitzvah de Rabbonin, such as saying Kedusha in a minion, is going to displace the mitzvah de Oraita, the Torah's law, of not freeing a slave? How can Rabbi free a slave and transgress the Torah's law in order, Torah's law in order to facilitate Kedusha with a minion, which is, which is a de Rabbonin? Says the Rosh, yes, the Kedusha with a minion, that's a de Rabbonin. But by saying Kedusha, in the community, by saying Kedusha in the Minyan, you are fulfilling another mitzvah, you make a different mitzvah, which is the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, of Inikdashti Betoch Bnei Yisrael. So it's true, the Rabbanan create the formula that we use in the community. We say Kedusha, we say Baruch Hu, we answer Kaddish. Those are the things we do in the Minyan. But the essence of praising Hashem in public, in a Minyan of people, that is a mitzvah d'oraisa. We are, we are fulfilling a Torah law, which is Kiddush Hashem. We're sanctifying God's name, which takes us into an understanding of, of Kiddush Hashem. The Tiferet Shmuel says on the Rosh, 
Tiferishmul is a 17th century mefarish on the on the rosh, and he says perushosha hasei hu shemekadshin shmo berabim velo beyichidi. The Kedusha is a Dirabon and all of the rabbis. But the fact that you're standing in a minion and sanctifying God's name, that is a Doraisa, that's a mitzvah of, of the Torah. And, and that's the, the, the mitzvah for which Rabbi Eliezer was willing to, to free his slave. Not just that he could dive in a minion. That's not what it was, was about. It was in order to facilitate the saying of Kedusha, the declaring of Hashem's sanctity and greatness in a minion, thereby fulfilling the incredibly important mitzvah in the Torah of Niktashti Betoch B'nei Yisrael. I want to be sanctified, says God, in public. There are not that many mitzvahs that require publicity for them to be effective. You can say Kedush in private. You can put on tefillin in private. You can even daven in private. You can keep kashrut in private. You can learn Torah in private. But Kiddush Hashem, that has to be done in public. To declare the sanctity of Hashem, the oneness of Hashem, the Kiddush the greatness of Hashem in public, that is Kiddush Hashem. And we see that in the in the Gemara and Brochus, where the Gemara says, A matter of Kiddush can't be done in less than 10 people. And the Gemara works it out on and, and, and Daf Aleph from the use of the word betoch, that you've got to sanctify God from amidst a community of people. And the Gemara calculates that a community of people means a minimum of 10, a quorum of 10. But that's what Kiddush Hashem is. Venik dashti, betoch b'nei Israel means... From amidst a community of Israel, you'll rise, you'll be inspired to call out to Hashem and to talk about the greatness of Hashem and for people to respond to that uh, with a kadosh, 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 so that there's, there's community energy and recognition and joint acknowledgement uh, synchronized into a beautiful statement of belief in Hashem's uh, greatness and sanctity and oneness. That's the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, which the Rambam counts as the ninth mitzvah taseh and says, V'amitzvah ha-chi'it, hi shetzivanu la-kadesh Hashem, v'hu amro v'nikdashti betoch b'nei Yisrael. The mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem is the ninth mitzvah taseh. V'nikdashti means we are obligated in public to declare Hashem's greatness. V'inyan zeh ha-mitzvah asher anachnu b'tzuvim l'farsem ha-emunah hazot ha-amitit ba-olam. The essence of this mitzvah is to publicize our belief in God throughout the world. And we shouldn't be worried about, worried about any consequence for doing that. So yes, we've got to be willing. We often think of the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem as giving one's life for, for Kiddush Hashem. That's an ultimate. The idea, says the Rambam, is that you're declaring the oneness of God. You're standing up for God. You're, you're making a statement. You're making a declaration. You're not hiding it at all. On the contrary, you are God's PR agent. You are telling the world. You're publicizing the greatness of God. If the consequence of doing that is going to be your own death, then so be it. Publicizing God's name is more important. But the, the real mitzvah is, is that it's in, a, in public, in community, declaring the oneness and the sanctity of Hashem. And we do that every time we daven with a minion and we say kadosh, 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 every time we do that. Apart from fulfilling the rabbinic mitzvah of davening with a minion and saying kadusha, we are also fulfilling a Torah mitzvah of sanctifying God's name. And that Torah mitzvah is so important that Rabbi Eliezer was willing to free his slave and go against the principle in the Torah of you shall not let your slaves free. But for this, 
to have an opportunity to enable a community to gather together in the midst of which we can publicize Hashem. And it doesn't even mean publicizing it to the non-Jewish world. It doesn't mean publicizing it to the universe. Just saying it in public, just to say it when there are people around. There is a big difference in, in the energy of something we say privately and something we say to an audience. And whether it's a massive audience or a smaller audience, there's a concept of Barov Am Hadrad Melech that if there is a wonderful big audience, it's greater glory to God. But even if it's only 10 people, but there's a difference when something is said. It's the same if one's playing a, a, a musical instrument, you're playing a violin in the presence of thousands of people and they're listening to you. That's a different quality of playing and performing than practicing the violin at home alone. And so davening at home alone is davening. One can daven at home. But in terms of Kiddush Hashem, Kiddush Hashem means getting out there and saying it out loud in community. That's, that's Kiddush Hashem, and that's, that's where we praise Hashem. And that's something that's important for us to understand in our lives in, in general. Uh, yes, our role in, in Kiddush Hashem, but there's a, a side piece of, of wisdom and understanding here, and that is the value of of publicizing, and particularly publicizing somebody else. To publicize oneself, as is the vogue now in, in social media, is to publicize oneself. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about publicizing something else, someone else. It's Hashem who says, I need you to publicize me in public. And we all need that of one another. We can't promote ourselves. We've had a matmonim on this, on this topic before. It isn't proper for us. It isn't even effective for us to promote ourselves. But wow, third-person endorsement, to have somebody else talk about you and promote you and introduce you and position you is so valuable and opens doors and makes it so much easier to function. Uh, and we've got to look for opportunities to do that, especially when a new person comes to town or comes into a community, doesn't know their way around, doesn't know people, to position that person, to publicize that person, to promote that person. You know, people who have businesses and, and professions, uh, they try to get their name out there, but what a mitzvah it is to help them and to be the third party that publicizes their name and, and gets it out of there. Even Hashem, who needs nothing from us, Hashem, who has everything that he is capable of, everything that, that he needs to be capable of, still requires us because he wants us to learn that capacity of what it is to be responsible for making, for declaring my greatness in public and to be willing to do that not only for Hashem, but also for other people to declare their greatness, to talk about their specialness, to talk about in what way they are, they are unique in what way they provide a service that is valuable to people so that they don't need to promote themselves, but we are able to be helpful in promoting them. 